0: And essentially, they're kind of like your internal investigative arm with a long, broad stretch in the military, kind of like your NCIS, kind of like your Um, Mm whoever-the-F. Nonetheless, I was taking these white-collar crimes. I was learning a little bit more about criminal justice system in America and his story. Um, And I started, as I learned more, I was kind of going like, ah, I don't like this stuff. I don't like it. But I like the object of, like being a special investigative, like agent, like who doesn't like, man, what do you do for this? I'm like a global agent. I just walk around, blow up shit, shoot people, tackle motherfuckers, do intel, cool shit you see on television, right? So the guy was like, man, your son is very talented, very smart, you know, he's still green. Cause at this time I was really young in college, like learning how to do a resume and everything. He was like, send me whatever resume you got. I want you to come and do an invest, uh, do an interview. And I'm like, that doesn't even sound right. This dude don't even know me, he just took my mother's word. It was just like, sure. Uh, calls me, have a couple of conversations, sends me a couple emails. He's like, it'll be an internship because you're still in college, but you can still go for it. Uh, it's really cool. It's not a lot I can give you over the phone because of the, the security clearance, but I'm gonna let you know that you will get an interview. Uh, so come out to DC. Said, "Cool, get the interview. Send me this little, you know, emails. Real cryptic hotel I can stay in, and the address of the, the interview. Pull up to the interview, um, which was like we drove there. Pull up to the interview. Had to shave my face. Had to do all this crazy stuff that I would never do nowadays. Uh, that was like, that was one of the biggest draws too. It was like, wait a second, I gotta shave my face and my hair and all. Oh, I don't want to do that. But when I get there, shit got real." First of all, I didn't know which building I was supposed to walk into. It was just like an address, but the address was like to a plaza. And it was all <laughs> these three big unmarked buildings. <laughs> so I'm just out waiting, looking at my watch, and I just see some cornball looking with a suit and a bag walk right into that, uh, the middle building. So I walk in. Turns out it was the right building. I get there, and I'm signing up for the interview, and they immediately take me to this wall, this back, this back wall with about five different candidates and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at every candidate on the wall and they're like, ex marines, ex uh, FBI, military, Dallas police sergeant, uh, all these different badges. Felt like men in black, you ever seen that scene, Will Smith yeah. I was in? gonna say, it sounded like men exactly, in black. Like, why are you <laughs> controlling us? Are you doing? I'm literally swear <laughs> like, I can't make this up at all. I walk in and I'm just, what maybe, 20 years old, maybe 19 years old, way less. I was way more rough around the edges at that time Um, and probably way more silly for sure. And I walk in and I'm just like, all right, so I know that everybody's here is extremely like stressing out and I'm just kind of coming for this like, I don't know what the hell is about to happen. I don't even know what this interview is about to do, but if there's military people and sergeants and why the hell did they pluck this little college student who read a couple of books? Right, that's it, man. Kid you not, right? So I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to figure out what's happened. And I lean over and I ask one guy, I'm like, hey man, um, how long have they been in there?" And a the guy literally gets up and walks away, and like basically finishes doing his prep. Like whatever I just said, either offended him or distracted whatever he was trying to memorize. I said, whatever, man. I turn around and I look at the sergeant next to me and like she was like biting her nails, like nervously. And I'm like, oh shit, like wh- what is going on? Like what is this interview? Guy comes out, he looks around and he's like, is John Miles, Jonathan Miles here? And I was like, that's me. He's like, come right in. I walk in the room. There's like nine agents in the fucking room. Nine. Like... <laughs> This big ass room and this long ass table, and they're like, "Oh, you can take a seat anywhere." And I'm like, "Anywhere? Like anywhere?" I was like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna sit next to the dude who's typing." And I sat as close as I could to him, and they asked me three questions. "What's your favorite color, Mr. Miles?" I was "Like favorite color? Uh, probably red right now. Right? Okay. How long did it take you to get here?" "Uh, maybe ten hours driving." Okay, cool. Anything you have questions for us? Um, I mean, kind of like, I don't it, I don't know what else to do. No, 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 that's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, you did great. Um, I'm gonna send you over in that other room. <laughs> and I was just looking around like, oh, okay, whatever. I get in the other room and then they show me all these different guns and videos. And then like within 30 minutes, they were like, all right, everybody can take a lunch break. Um, we'll email you in a couple of weeks if you got the job. I was like, what? Now, can't make this up. None of that is fabricated at all, right? None of it. I got my cousin to drive me to DC. And you know, my cousin Evan, actually, who watches the shows yeah. and stuff, he's he's like the he's like the uh the designated driver of the family. Anytime somebody wants to drive somewhere and don't want to drive, Evan, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, uh, he'll drive to you and then drive wherever you need to go. That's how much he loves driving. So Evan's <laughs> Evan's expecting, he's like, all right, man, just let me know when y'all done. I'm gonna head over to you know Georgetown or something. It's probably gonna take you all day. This dude was like 30 minutes down the road. I'm like, hey man, my interview done. He's like, what? Damn, man, I'm like your asset. Oh, I'm like, no, I just think they didn't even give me a chance if that was the thing. It's just they just I don't to this day, I don't even know if it was just like. Hey, we need these numbers. Let's get a couple of candidates. So bring this guy in. Um, I didn't know if they were going to randomly call me like six months later and be like, you know, or some black suits. So same guys, (laughs) wake me up, take me somewhere. Uh, But the videos were cool. They gave you like orientation of like what the job is. And it's legitimate. Like if there's any kind of uh, let's say you're in Afghanistan and something happens between the military, uh, like the u.s military and maybe another ally but it needs to be investigated you have this third party go in there and do all of that like due diligence and investigation to keep it um to keep it uh unbiased right um but the point is I didn't get it and I drove <laughs> 10 hours for a five minute interview <laughs> and i'm and the one thing I'm sitting in my room with my buddy and I'm thinking I wonder if everybody that was sitting out there got that five minutes. Cause you know how angry I would be if I am that stressed out. And <laughs> I've left my job. I took PTO and I go in and do this five minute interview, mm-hmm. which didn't look like, and, and I mean, it didn't look, and maybe they just knew, oh, let's not give this guy a chance or whatever. Um, then why did you bring me out there? Right? Why didn't you just do a phone call? Uh, Mr. Mr. Miles, wants want you to try back next year, right? They made me drive all the way out there for five minutes. Man, I said job. I will never do a fucking government job ever. That was that's, that was like more of a story. More you know? of the story. Y'all lost me.
1: Yeah. Well, it, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe that was it. Maybe that was like the um, keeping you waiting outside the gate. You know, you're not ready, Well, you yeah. want, you want to really want this job. But like, um, what what would you have done if if you if you got a job at the time? Do you think you could have handled it?
0: I don't, I think I was stupid. I would have been stupid enough to take it, but I don't know if I would have lasted long or maybe I, maybe they would have had to really do some, some brainwash work on me, man, because <laughs> I was just like, that whole thing just tripped me out. Like when I showed up and I was like, I'm looking at the buildings and they're all look the same and you don't see any of the busyness. The busyness mm-hmm. happens once you get in and they take you back to the area. And I'm like, OK, that's cool, a little bit extra, but whatever. But I think once he explained to me the job as a civilian, because the civilian side and the, the, the non-civilian side investigating is different, and I would have came in on the civilian side, um, I probably would have been stupid enough to take it just because of like, man, I get to be Rambo, but I don't think that would have been even the job. I think they would have been like, all right, John, uh, I need you to go in there and take some meaning notes on this investigation. And we'll ship you back to the U.S. That's that's how I felt. Like we do a lot of heavy-handed bullshit work for a little bit of gain of like what we need to do. Like that's how I felt. Like don't tell me I do this, man.
2: They would have put you in charge of all the red filing. Like we've got all these variety (laughs) of folders here. Yeah, some are green, some are yellow. You like red? We want you to (laughs) put all the red. red? Yeah,
0: we we heard you in your interview. Favorite color. What? Took a lot of notes during your interview session on you, buddy. <laughs> <I can't... laughs> Here's all the work, right? You got me two questions, man. I was I didn't know whether to be offended. Oh, and the same, and my allergy started acting as soon as I got there. Oh
2: that you didn't gotta so, tell us that. That's my allergy about. started
0: acting up, but it wasn't a real <laughs> I I was sneezing and I remember <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. And they're like so what are you going to do this weekend? I'm like, I don't know. Get some allergy medicine, chill out, you know? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? My head is all fucked up now. Y'all got me all anxious for this shit. And now, man, it was bad news.
1: I don't know. Probably. It was
2: bad news, man. Go, in, go to the doctor here. <laughs> no, check out your CDC health. Second,
0: second part of that story. I did end up at the hospital. My friend, who was my friend, Sir, Sir, Sir Julian Jones, shout out to Sir Julian Jones, real close friend of mine. Sir was like, man, I've never been to D.C. Like, you mind if I ride with you? I was like, I don't care. we get in a hotel. Evan's driving anyway. Let's check up. Let's ride to D.C. So Sir was with Evan, and they had to turn around. The Sir, he had actually, uh, he had strep throat, and we didn't know it. He didn't, we didn't know it. Like before we left, he kept complaining. Like, man, like y'all got some water or some tea? Like, what you need tea for? <laughs> like, we're going on a trip. But we get to the, we get to DC and he legitimately that night is like, wakes us up. He's like, I can't talk. I need to go to a hospital <laughs> right So now we're in a DC hospital treating strep And I came there for the secret government interview that I felt like could have been men in black for all I knew. You know <laughs> I I they, I wish they would have, Though part of me was like, I, I wish they would have offered me the job just so that all of those people that were so stressed out, knowing they didn't know what the fuck was going to happen, could just rethink their whole life. Like, would have, I did all of this shit and this random dude with <laughs> runny eyes comes in and gets the job. He's asking us like, <laughs> You know, and and I remember watching Men in Black, like, I remember watching Men in Black, like, years after that, man. That scene always cracks me up, man, because he's, like, trying to poke a hole through the (laughs) desk. And nobody helps him out. That's exactly how I felt. I was like, you know what? Fuck everybody. I hope y'all don't get the job either. I'm out. (laughs) Where's my Ah. manager?
1: We we cut to a nondescript building between two other nondescript buildings on the 15th floor. Uh, John's working at his desk. Uh, excuse me, John. John?
0: Oh, hey, hey, what's up? What's going on?
1: Hey, um, would you mind coming coming into the office? Uh, it's time for your six month review.
0: We have a few questions for you. You want me to come in the office?
1: Yeah, yeah. Just just stepping step through here.
0: Uh, okay. Do I need my laptop or anything? And just
1: um, that's that's
0: for you to decide. Uh, but just come on. Let's go. All right. Well, I'm gonna take my laptop just in case. Okay. Let's go. All right. Okay.
1: I can note of that. All right. Um, okay. Have a seat anywhere you like in these fifty chairs we have set up.
0: Um. I mean, there's. I mean, that chair is all the way in the back of the corner. Is. Mm-hmm. Is it gonna fill up? Is a lot of people gonna come in here, or, is, or I can just sit in this? I chair? mean, yeah. Just just where we feel comfortable. It's, it's fine. I'm going to sit in the middle just in case something pops out early or, you know, y'all got some game. I'm going to sit in the middle. That's a pretty safe place. Sit right okay. there. In there. Okay. Okay. Seat 23.
1: Seat 23. Okay. Um, as you can see, there are three of us here um, to you know, conduct your six-month interview. And we actually want to let you know that um, this is actually still part of the interview process. You are not actually hired here. That was part of the interview process. want we'll to see how you would react to being hired. Yeah. Um so you're still in the interview
0: process is, is what I'm saying. Um wait, so like I'm not a part of the team. I mean I've been telling everybody that I'm like
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know doing great in my job. When you think of
3: when you think of teams, what what animal comes to mind? When I think of teams,
0: mm-hmm. um I mean, I don't know what this has to do with um you know project management at all, but um I would have to say Orcas. Orcas work really well in teams. Orcas. Interesting. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm. I'll take a note of that.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. But know, how have I been doing it so far? I mean, I've delivered a couple of projects in the first six months under budget, and time. You know, I I figured if that's the mm-hmm. basically the the what I was mm-hmm. Interviewing that's part, right, to do, right? That's, uh-huh. It's
2: part that's part of it. That is definitely part of the interview process. Um, mm-hmm. but we uh we like to bring you back in and, and ask you uh some second-tier level questions to really find out how you fit. And mm-hmm. yeah. um, my question for you, John, is uh what's your favorite type of cookie?
0: What my favorite type of cookie, mm-hmm. favorite type of cookie. Um just excuse me, I don't wanna be this gonna sound rude, but what does this have to do with project management and working here at mm. Williams and Williams is, is this
3: I mean uh, in case in case you haven't figured it out, like those projects you brought in under budget, those were all part of the interview. Those weren't yeah. real projects.
0: Yes, at all real projects. It
3: didn't tie to anything.
0: I just felt like that's a pretty in, incredible effort to, you know, disclose mm-hmm. an interview as like almost like an internship. But I'm okay if it's an internship. But
1: no, we we, we want to make sure we got the right candidate exactly. for this position. Right very candidate. very important. So we have an extensive interview process.
3: Exactly. The, the the your uh, desk mate, the one who got hired with you, he wasn't new that day. He's actually been working here for years
0: he's been working yeah. here for years that's right yeah yeah
3: so going back yeah. to the cookie
0: yeah he told the, he was an uh, intern answer. nonetheless all right um i guess you could say favorite cookie is um double chocolate chip double double
3: double. Chip. Double. double oh wow oh
0: okay.
3: yep. we haven't
2: <laughs> yeah never had that wow one before, yeah. i mean it's like it's like <laughs> a chocolate
0: chip you just you know, maybe add another chocolate chip or two on a cookie. You know, it's it's not that much difference in the rate of chocolate. I just like the chocolate to stick out of the cookie just about two centimeters so I can get a bite into the chocolate. That's it. Not nothing too crazy. Mm, interesting. Well, well 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 I mean, is that it? Is, can I go back to my
1: Okay, um sorry, those sounds like questions for us? And we haven't got to that part of the interview yet, so yeah. oh. I'll ask any questions. Questions. Okay. Sorry. Um, but yeah, we have, I have one more question for you. Um, I have one more as well.
0: I could have yeah. one. open the round questions. That's great. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, um, here is a cookie. Going to slide it uh, onto the table in front of you. Um, when you look at that cookie, what kind of animal do you imagine that cookie being?
0: Man. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what kind of games are being played today, man. I, I told you to. I've answered animals and cookies. I mean, Williams and Williams doesn't really. They don't do anything with cookies. I mean, what kind of animal does a cookie remind me of? I don't know. A monkey. It's brown like a monkey that you. Monkey, <coughs> monkey,
2: monkey. monkey. Okay. Not eight, but monkey. Make of that, monkey.
3: Okay. Um, yeah, my question. You know how, you know how you started um, dating Sally on the engineering team. Yeah. You guys weren't yeah. actually dating. That was part of the interview process. But yeah, if, I want to ask, how serious were you about it? You know, did you see that going long term, or were you mainly just kind of exploring your options?
0: Um. Well, I actually I uh, was falling for her. Um, interesting. 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 She, she spent a lot of time with me after hours and just helped me mm-hmm. um with the relocation since I relocated here to DC with you guys. I thought that was a part yeah, of the job. I could just put it yeah, to yeah, interview. It was part of the interview. Um, mm-hmm. So uh I actually kept inviting her to live with me and she kept saying no. She you know, so, but but uh, that makes a lot of sense now. Um yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh
2: if I could take a turn here. Um, I know that uh you thought you had health insurance, but um the doctor you went to, that whole clinic, they, they were all they were all they, they were all part of they were all part of the, mm-hmm. the process. Yeah, we uh we set that up. Uh didn't want you to think that you weren't gonna get care when you needed. Um but you did go in and you said that you had some uh some allergies, some
0: problems. Yeah, we had shrimp
2: and and that was treated. So that guy, life. that I, that
0: doctor, uh, Doctor Jeeves, yeah. is not a real doctor at not all. Not at
2: all. No, that's 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 Jeeves from
0: accounting.
2: Um, he yeah, had from accounting. You know, accounting. I looked at that.
0: I looked at Jeeves from accounting. And I was thinking, man, dude, you got a twin. who yeah. Works in medical. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, nah, no twin. That was him.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know,
0: can, can, yeah. can I say something? Yeah. So I know this um, is Yeah,
1: I think we're at the, the part of the I think we're at uh, that part. Yeah. Uh, he can't
0: it yeah. Um I don't know about this, man. Like there's a lot of just uncertainty, man. Like, so I was getting ready to propose to Sal. Um, mm-hmm. mainly because I really, really need somebody to move in this apartment. DC is really expensive. and if she's married, we can split that, but I mean, my doctor isn't real. My insurance no, no, no. isn't real. No, no, no. Is this apartment that I'm living in? Is it's it, not. It's not real. It's not <laughs> real. Yeah, I If you go back there today, it's
3: actually not going to be there. No. It's nice. not. <laughs> and seen. <laughs> it's
0: a hell of a way to bring people. Um, no, nah, man, I'll never get that, man. That's my. That's my government. My government. Um. Interview. Actually, that was my—that was one of them. I had another one with the Social Security Administration. Stop with the government job, John. I didn't. I, I'm, I'm done. You going I'm for done. you? Is, are you done now? I'm done. No, yeah. <laughs> I did. I did intern with the Cincinnati Police Department in the Crime analyst Unit. I did do that. That experience was about as monumental for me as my pawn shop experience. To see, to talk to cops, man. <laughs> To talk to cops on the beat is an experience I feel like most citizens should do, man. Even if you just are like, I don't mess with the cops. In Cincinnati, any citizen can go up and volunteer to do a ride along. least back, <laughs> back when I was in college, they were like, you can do a ride along, and I found out through my internship because they made me do forty hours of ride alongs that any citizens could just go. You know what? I just I want to be a volunteer and ride along with a fellow quote unquote, peace officer. That's what we call them in Ohio, peace officers. Um, and, um, and they can say, yeah, we have a time, come back next week. But for me, I got to speak uh, because I was a part of the college and I had a different internship. They made me do 40 hours along with the crime analyst unit. And one of the guys in the crime analyst unit, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna put his name out there. But <laughs> when he met me, he's like, hey man, do you know who you're riding along with in your 40 hours And like each district? You do a whole day in each district, you know? And I was like, not really. He was like, that's not good, man. You can get, you can get with some real assholes, man. And I'm gonna make a phone call and make sure that you get with the right person. What he was basically saying is, I'm gonna call all of the black dudes I know in each district and make sure they grab you and not let any of these other cops, you know, misuse you on the street as like some kind of like, hey, stand over in that corner. <clears throat> when you see when you see Tyrone make this noise and then you get shot while he's doing police work. So, but he told me that the day before my first ride-along, he didn't tell me like, oh, I'm gonna do this. He was like, I don't know anybody in District 1, that's your first ride-along, it's tomorrow. Um, District one is one of our most dangerous districts, by the way. Uh, but if I can find somebody to grab you there, I will, man. And he couldn't find anybody that was there. So they, they paired me up with a dude who was uh, there. Quick, quick question. Uh, you said, how many days do you do? You do? I had to do eight, uh, 40 hours. So five days, eight hour shifts, riding in a car. But I didn't have to do it every day. I had to do it every Saturday. So I would do like, um well, some of the days I actually did in, in a row because graduation was coming, so i did- I think I did three days in a row um and the weakest district is like district two that's where like that's like being on a bead in River Oaks, right like <laughs> you ain't gonna do nothing to sit and, hey, move along, right, but I did district one, three, four, and five, district one and five are where they're like the most dangerous um but it, it was crazy. Uh, and I did District 5 twice. I actually saw, witnessed somebody body who got shot in District 5. And the cop was like, hey, this dude just got shot, right? Like, We know he got shot. But the murderers are still <laughs> on the loose. I'm going to take care of them. You are going to stand right next here to this body. And when all of the people come out of the apartment projects, You're going to keep them away from the body. Great. Good. All right. And then he ran off and chased the people with murder. That was my ride along experience in college. And when I wrote the paper, you're supposed to write a paper to the professor in the class. She literally called me in and was like, I wanted to give you a grade on this, but I just need to verify some facts about your story. And I may need to call the department to make sure that some stuff is like, if you're asking me if this shit is made up, call them. <laughs> Call him. <laughs> Call We get to a professor's <laughs> office.
3: Uh, Amici's just been called, in. Amici, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta talk to you about your paper about okay. your uh, your ride-alongs.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great.
3: This is some of the most riveting stuff I have ever read. I yeah. I couldn't put it down. I was turning at the page after page. I read it a few times, actually. I I, I I didn't even sleep that night. I was haunted by some of the stuff that you wrote here. It was it was it was beautiful, it's captivating. Uh, it, it really made me question uh, how society's been treating its civilians. Like, there's a lot here,
1: man. You're saying you did all uh, this
3: in like 40 hours? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. This is it was a very, a very intense experience for me, I spread over six weeks.
3: There's there's a a chapter here. Where you had to take control of a helicopter because the pilot got shot by a terrorist. That does yep. that sounds like an action movie.
1: I, I, but it's real. It's real life. It really happened to me. Do you know how
3: to fly a helicopter?
1: I, I learned very quickly.
3: Oh my god! I.
1: This is, this is, I mean, you read it. You, you know how, how it happened. You know how
3: it went down. You no, know exactly. I can tell you how it happened. I know you guys mm-hmm. were tracking the the burglar who turned out to be an international spy mm-hmm. who, <laughs> as you were giving chase, took a helicopter himself. And that was the only way for you guys to follow. I'm surprised the cop actually mm-hmm. get in the helicopter. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to call up the, the, the station to, to verify some of this because this is insane
1: oh, well, um, you were ch- I a mean, you kid you do, don't have to do that um, it, it, it'll happen just like I, I said it did I, I, so. I mean
3: I don't i don't see how you can make something like this up right like the, the detail here no. is, is, is perfect but as a professor I do need to you know check your sources right so I'm no. just going to place a call to you know the people we work with to set up the program and and they'll, of course, just verify what you have to say. So uh, oh, I just wanted to bring oh. you in to let you know about how I felt after reading it. I'm really, oh, okay. really proud of what you made
1: here. Thanks. Um, I'll be...
3: Who should I call first?
1: <laughs> um, I guess the lead detective I was, I was with. Lead detective, detective Rosemary? Uh, yeah, the detective Roseberry. He 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 knows all the details and everything like that. He might be a little hard to reach, but if you can track him down, um, you know he's he's a really good, really good cop.
3: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll have to track him down. I'll, uh... mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of that detective actually before your paper. Uh, yeah, and he said
1: he was going on vacation for for a few months, so um,
3: hmm. might, might be hard
1: to track him down right now. So. Ah,
3: because he was. He was so dedicated. In chapter four, mm-hmm. he, he was—he he kept lamenting about how much the street has taken from him and his family. I didn't yeah, see him as yeah. a guy to take a vacation.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that—that's—that's that's kind of what he said to me. Uh, if you, that towards the end, like you know, at, the, at the climax when we're hanging off the building. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, this is this is know, the, the
3: floor exploded out underneath you, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How you know he he wishes that he spent more time with his family, and if we if we got this alive, he was gonna um, take his family on a nice long vacation. And I said, "I'm gonna get you out of here alive." And I, I grabbed his hand and swung him like back up through the window.
3: Yeah, you did. Oh my God! Yeah. You know what? I this isn't this is a bit inappropriate, I know, but I got to see the scar that you got. Remember when you? When you deflected that ninja uh, sword, mm-hmm. and he and you got
1: the sc- can I see it? It's um, it's in like a, a place I shouldn't really show in the classroom. Just wanna you know. <sighs> oh, it's,
3: yeah. It it lends such an air of authenticity, you know, yeah. for me to say. Yeah, face I, face. I know. I
1: said it was like on my arm in, mm-hmm. in the um in the story. I may have embellished a little bit. It's actually closer to you know, like on, on my
3: lower back yeah, that's that's i mean the trajectory of the sword didn't seem to line up with how they would hit your lower back but okay well let me just i'll just call up the the captain and ask about roseberry see if i can get in touch with him on vacation and i'll be wrapped up oh okay look uh, i i
1: i gotta i gotta confess i gotta confess um I made all of that up. No. No. I I, I didn't go on any of the ride-alongs. I I was just at home watching movies. You didn't go... I wrote that all, like, a couple nights ago. Just...
3: So you and and Melanie didn't have a hot and passionate (laughs) one-night stand in the moving train?
1: No, I, I stole that from a really old movie. <laughs> when Phoebe said, you know, it was, it was more popular to go on trains. You
3: didn't adopt a, a, a misunderstood pit bull that you found in a crack house?
1: No, no, I didn't. I, I'm actually scared of dogs. So, especially dogs from crack houses, they, they really scare me. So, I don't think I would adopt one. But,
3: but why why put so much work into a lie, Amici? Why why would you spend all this time write this beautiful
1: work? Because I, I wanted to impress you. You know, you tell such great stories when you know when we're all in class, and you know, you, you tell us about your ride-alongs that you went on. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that that the high speed chase with the the, where well, you were driving a fire truck.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, remember it like it was. Uh, like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The 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 time uh, the, the terrorists were attacking the White House and you were the only one who could.
3: It was it was weird. Yeah, that time we stopped them. Ended up at the White House on that ride along. Yeah. It was, but yeah, that. Yeah, it's kinda like, it's
1: really out of the way. But you know, you said you got there, so. All
3: right. Well, um, tell you what. Uh, we're going to call this a C. And uh, <laughs> that's the end of my office hours.
1: Oof, okay. I'm good. Yeah, uh, that was good. Oh, yeah, that was for me. Um, 15. 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works for me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I didn't make that story at all, <laughs> at all. And that, that could be a whole thing, man. And so I had so many different experiences. I saw a dude on, mm. I saw a guy whose cousin, I mean, I saw a guy's cousin in one of the districts. This guy was like, he basically told all of us how bad his cousin was, how bad news his cousin was. Does, this, does that beat this guy who shot this guy, stabbed this cop? And one of my partners, um, shout out to my dude Trav, um, he did the ride alongs as well. And he told me, he said, John, I don't know about you, but I would wear like some kind of like disguise, right? Like don't look like yourself because Cincinnati not, is not a big place. And if you're walking around in plain clothes with a cop and, and you're a black dude, someone's going to think, oh no, look, it's a fed, right? So I was like, okay, I'll take that. So I went and bought these really big glasses and wore these like geeky clothes so that nobody would basically be able to pick me out. And then literally like second, right along, we see the dude that my friend on campus told us about his cousin. We see the guy. I've seen him before on campus, right? But I haven't really like met him. And I can tell he looks at me and I look at him and I'm just like, what's going on? Like we're, we're going to pay attention to us. And he gives me like that second glance. Like, I feel like I've seen this dude somewhere. <laughs> and, I, and I was, I'm like, man, can't see the keys. I'm about to go sit back in the car. I don't want nobody to know <laughs> who I am with this thing. You can't be rolling up people's hood and playing clothes with the cops. I grew up with Dave, you know. Um, you, don't want, you don't want to be misidentified as a fetter. <laughs> so, yeah, I would um, think they
3: would think you're like a snitch or something. I mean, that's the same, right? Snitch or yeah.
0: fed, right? Like they, my, my thing is, I didn't want them to see me with the cops and then see me out at the bar or club one night and be like, you know that dude works with the cops. And now I do have to go, well, why were you standing out there with him? Man, it was, course, man. It was a college course. I had a flashlight. I didn't have no gun. Like, I wasn't gonna hurt nobody, but people don't really want to ask no questions. So I was like, no, I'm gonna wear these big ridiculous glasses. Um, they gave me this big obnoxious flashlight that I could hurt somebody with, but I wasn't gonna shoot anybody with it, clearly. Um, and I found out that most of the cops' day, at least in Cincinnati, were spent handling domestic violence cases, at least in those areas. Like literally eight out of ten calls were. I need this dude out of my fucking house. He crazy. Or, nah, man, she threw my pit bull outside. I just got him. And you got to show up and they got the pit bull and all of this stuff all over the yard. And, hey, dude, you got to get out of here or you're going to get arrested. Literally, most of the day was, you can't do that. You got to go somewhere else. We can take you somewhere else. Um Ooh. So that was crazy. That was crazy. I have a lot more other stuff I saw, but none I would want to share on camera.
3: You you know how in (laughs) some countries they, you know, force either their citizens or the the men in their country to go through, like, military training or Mm -hmm. something? Um, Do you guys think there's any sort of, like, profession or training or something that, like, American citizens should all have, should they all do, like how Chewie said in in the past episode, like everybody should do retail or hospitality, right, for a summer or something. Do you guys think there's anything, like, John, do you you think it'll be useful for maybe your children to do ride-alongs when they get older?
0: Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) I would never want them to be riding voluntarily with a cop. Um, I've done all of that so that they don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) But... um. Well, so to your question, right? Um I think college used to be that, but things are changing to the point now where I think if I had to say kind of like piggybacking on Chewy, um I do think every citizen, right? And this may not this is weird. This only happens, you only think about this once you like own a home, right? What is your community made of? <clears throat> when you're like in college and living in you know, in apartments or whatever, you don't really think, man, I really want to get a good gauge on how this community is. Who are my people that I can Mm -hmm. troubleshoot? You know, who are the friendly police officers? Because yes, I'm black and yes, historically cops have been, you know, not friendly to black males. Let's just say that, right? I also own a home and have children and I also need cops to do at least a part of their job like stopping crime on my property, right? So um, in my neighborhood that, you know, people are more friendly and my kids are learning just about like, they have this thing called community helpers. I do think citizens in the country should like be integrated into society a little bit better, right? I don't think school integrates it that as strong as they could. Things change so fast, college, used to, but I don't think it's it's still evolving. There needs to be like a a buffer. I don't necessarily know if it should be military or, or police. I don't like the forming that it makes you have to do once you go through those those institutions. They kind of shape your thought process, at least while you're there. And you know, can you imagine if every graduate had to become a military No officer or police officer in this country. I don't think it would make things better. (laughs) I I think I
2: think think there should be some service, and I think you should uh, perform a task. Every citizen should, and it should be with trash and pickup. That's everybody as an experience picking up trash, keeping the neighborhood clean, as some compulsory thing you've got to do. I think there'd be less people throwing trash out of their cars. Just throwing stuff anywhere because you know what it means to have to go pick it up. You know what it means, you know, when when you've cleaned it up and everything looks nice. Maybe there's some, um, you know, some commitment to keeping it that way. If everybody go pick up some trash.
0: Oh, someone said growing food food. as a training. I I don't want
2: to learn how to do that. Heck yeah.
0: I like that. You should be integrated to learn how to survive and keep a space clean at least. Yes. Like, can you keep yes. your space clean to the point uh-huh. where it doesn't disrupt any other citizen? Uh-huh. Can you grow your own food or sustain your own food source? That eliminates a lot of like problems. I think everybody should have a craft, <clears throat> mm-hmm. like a specialty that they come out of high school. Oh, John knows how to. Um, even if it's like, oh, he swam the English Channel. Well, we know this guy can start teaching swimmers, right? Uh, this guy knows how to. Mm-hmm. knows you know, how to whittle. <laughs> he knows how to whittle. <laughs> like everybody should have at least one specialty crab, not because I think it pigeonholes individuals. I think it actually <laughs> helps you map out more things you're interested in doing, mm-hmm. more network you have, and it gives you a better baseline <laughs> on like normal life. Like, think how many people now just sit at home. Living off their mind, watching, playing video games that they don't pay for, mm-hmm. the Wi-Fi they don't, and they do. Uh, they become the most rude and disrespectful, entitled individuals. Um, not in a general sense, just people we all bumped bump into, right? We okay. we,
3: uh, we cut to um, a classroom before most of the students get there. Hey, Tandy, I, I'm kind of bummed out today.
2: I don't know why.
3: It's the last semester right before we graduate and then everybody yeah. else has a craft or a specialty and i don't have one i'm just not oh, good man. at anything
2: man Antoine. and you have tried a lot of things I've too i
3: did all none of it stuck
2: yo-yoing growing corn
3: Mm-hmm. Being rock, a climbing.
2: rock climbing none of it you know i mean i've blown never... bubbles Met a a person without any talent. That is, I mean, are you? Do you think you that's shooting?
3: what it is? Like, I just don't have mm. talent. What's what if if I if I graduate without a specialty? What's going to happen? Am I going to go to jail? I don't even know. It's, it's been such a a given that everybody's everybody going to have has something. something.
2: I can't imagine what's going to happen. Wow, Antoine? How, I, how did, I,
3: I, I, how did I you know? That dancing was your specialty. How how did you know that that was going to be the one that that was going to be your craft?
2: Well, you know, it started when I was eight. You know, just dancing at my cousin's birthday parties, and everybody formed a circle and started clapping, and just seemed like every birthday party I went to that would happen. And you know, I just I just got the reputation of being a party starter. Uh, and a dancer at, at parties and, and that's yeah, just and now you're, yeah now
3: you after you graduate you're gonna be a professional party professional starter
2: professional it's, party starter already set i know gosh your well, well well what about what about that time when you vacuum your mom's car out i mean did that kind of like it feel like made it messier that, oh,
3: man. i was vacuuming it and i i hit the seat and then the thing opened and all the dust <laughs> went all into the car and then the vacuum died
2: well, what about what about uh, you know pack, bringing your backpack to school? I mean, you seem like you were a good backpack packer. I didn't, I didn't bring out. it today.
3: I forgot it. Oh, you forgot it? I forgot it? Yeah, I don't have any of my books with me.
2: Gosh,
0: I
3: mean, I'm I'm you... so stressed out about it. I just don't think I'm thinking straight.
0: Are you? Are we you... we cut to his uh, college counselor. Um, I've been doing a lot of. Th- over the last few years. What's the best place to guide you in your life as mm-hmm. well as in your career? Oh, thank you. <clears throat> I believe that I may have found something that anybody can do. Okay. I just have a couple of questions. Does your tongue still work? hmm Yeah, yeah, my, t- my tongue works. Do you smell food as you're eating it?
3: Uh, well, I never really thought about it. Um, here, here,
0: here, here's some peanuts. Take a handful of peanuts right there on my desk. Just grab a handful of peanuts. What do they smell like?
3: Oh, I already ate them.
0: <laughs> okay, grab another handful. So- this time, keep it in your hand. Put one in your mouth. One peanut in I, your mouth.
3: I, I crushed them. I'm sorry, it's kind of just peanut dust at this point. Smell the
0: peanut. (laughs) Lick it and smell the peanut. What does it smell like?
3: I just ate the dust. Give me another peanut.
0: Just give me one peanut. Don't worry about the peanuts, okay? I'm going to send you to this culinary job where your only job is to taste the food that is put in front of you. And okay. give a response. Okay, doesn't have to be an intelligent response. It just has to make a little bit of sense, right? If you eat broccoli, hmm, tastes very vitamin D mm-hmm. and um, a little butter, you know. But mm-hmm. definitely a stalk of broccoli, right? That that works. That and works. And this
3: this will make me a contributing
0: member of society. We have we actually need people to taste food and tell other people if it's good or not. Don't ask me why. But that exists, and I don't know why I didn't think about it years ago. Um, everybody who's made it to your age has at least eaten food more than mm-hmm. once. Yeah, so that makes sense. you're definitely more qualified in, in, in my book. So what do you think about that? I know the peanut does come through you for a loop there, but your, your job will be way more simple than grabbing a handful of peanuts and hopefully not crushing them in your hand.
3: Well. Wow mr carpenter i really need this to work so i am all for it i what happens if i graduate and i don't have a skill
0: does does anything happen i think you go to the military son no yeah no i can't go there why not what's wrong with the military you get to wear some nice outfits Get your own pair of we, we, we,
1: cut to, we cut to him in the military. <laughs> okay, Private, we tried you on just about every job we, we've got here, and it's, it's, it's been a disaster.
3: And I, I apologize about that. I really do.
1: Yeah. You're terrible of a gun.
3: Definitely. We tried to
1: put you in the kitchen, and that was a mistake.
3: Mm hmm. I'm sorry the soldiers got burned.
1: A lot of them got burned.
3: Who knew soup could be too hot? Everybody. Okay, well, I know, I know now. We lost
1: more soldiers on that day than the whole, all of the battles this this year. Just off of your soup.
3: Well, you know, Is there anything left? Is there anything left? I wanna, I wanna be I'm, I'm
1: gonna try one more thing. Your job is just to stand here in the center of of, of the base and don't do anything. Just stand here. you think you can handle that? I want to see you succeed, son. I want to see you do something with your life. Maybe just being a professional stander is- Is is that really going to help,
3: though? Is that really going to help?
1: Is that going to help with our mission? It, it might. We're, we're going to try it and see what see what happens. But just stay here, out of the way of everybody else, and let's see if the rest of us can get some stuff done. Okay. Uh,
3: okay. All right. I can do. Uh, that. I'll be back I in eight, eight hours. I can definitely yeah, do just that. Stay, stay right here. Yeah. <clears throat> a leak right here. It's dripping right on me. No, I should move. It's annoying though like i mean maybe i could just go plug it plug the leak and come back no one's around yeah i'll only take a 2nd only take a second we cut
1: to six hours later with <laughs> the, the private and, and the, the general prisoner, prisoner of war camp what happened <laughs>
3: The, the pipe burst and the place. I, I, I was trying to fix the leak there was, there was a little there was a small leak and I thought I'd go up there and I'd patch it up mm-hmm. but the, I, the ladder slipped and I ended up hanging from the pipe and it burst mm-hmm. open and then flooded all the computers in the room I
1: Electrocuted. and then the enemy came in and took us all prisoner and seen
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: it you're just in the wrong country you, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: One hundred. <laughs> as we're going through, as we're going through that, it reminded me actually of the plot of that movie Soul. You guys saw that one?
2: Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Got nothing. What's my purpose?
0: I <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> did. I tell you, I used to work at a library in college. hmm tell you about that. Um so I thought at least <laughs> what do the librarians do people that work at the library, what is the qualifications for saying hey can I get this book short um apparently a lot more than what I was bringing to the table um I had a, had a job at a library for I think like a year or year and a half and asked and got fired from the library who gets fired from A library that nobody goes to, (laughs) nobody ever went to that library, that's why I worked there. And the guy comes out and he's like, you know, well, I'll tell you why I got fired, I, I disagreed on the filing system, like I didn't, like I knew that nobody really went to that library and it damn sure wasn't going through a detailed like selection of like how to file books, right? Shout out to Amazon. Um, so I was kind of like not filing stuff correctly. Um, and they told me they didn't want me to come back. But I was thinking my experience in the library was pretty, pretty interesting. One, um, it did help me kind of like, I mean, a job is a job, but two, I actually liked the library. Like, I've went more since I was fired. And not because I was fired, but actually working that job taught me a little bit of value in like knowing and the programming that happens as libraries. So I think I would throw like, you know, that is something I think people should, should do. Like everyone should have a library card or at least access to one if you're a citizen, should know where the nearest one is, should have some kind of footprint there, right? Um, versus the latter, which is not having a footprint there.
3: Wait, you wanna force people to go to the library?
0: Absolutely. What can read more reading hurt? Mm. I mean a lot, but it's, I, mean, I, <laughs> I would deal with the more reading problem, right? But uh <laughs> sounds
3: like you just turned turned society into a classroom, right? Like you just everybody needs to go to the library and read books and write a report.
0: You know, I don't think writing a report is necessary. I think How do you know they read a book? You can have a discussion with them and they tell you they didn't have a book. And then, so my old manager would tell me this, but he literally said this to me. He was like, John, I want to have a book club, like, like, like in our meetings, maybe we should like every month talk about a book we just read. I was like, cool, let's do it. And I started building up the book list. And I was like, man, and he was building up the book list. And he was like, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't read the whole book. I just read like a chapter, and that's all you really need. No one really needs to sit through <laughs> like so no one is to sit through like cover to cover of books. I like guess a complete waste of time. Most of it's regurgitate information. Nowadays you could get you could piecemeal a book together, and there's some arguments to that, but nonetheless, at least I know he's read enough to know I can look at a book for a couple of chapters and get enough to have a talking point. And that's the most important thing is, for me, like going to the library, I used to hear people have these really dope debates and discussions in the library, you know? um, And I would let them talk as loud as they needed to. Nobody was coming there. And it was entertaining for me. I'm not gonna be looking at books for eight hours. But when you have a little bit of knowledge and a base level foundation of like how you can receive information, and determine what's bullshit versus what's not bullshit. I think everybody should have that ground level, you know, to be integrated into society. I know we try to teach people how to read. Yeah, lot, I think. But,
3: I think the question yeah. is, how do you create a curriculum or a job or something that instills that skill in people? Because you can't just say, "All right, people, go read," like.
0: True. but here's the here's part of cleaning
3: up trash on the side of the road is a useful job.
0: But part of part of that solution is like if you knew what a kid was swinging themselves towards like, what is your specialty? Most people don't have a problem reading up on things that they are infatuated with or they're good at. Right. Like you ask any football player who can't read, you know, I guarantee you they've read Sports Illustrated. You know, I've guaranteed they read something to do with sports, um, including a playbook, right? So I think it's, that could be a way, right? You have people who are like, hey, you're going to be a little Picasso. All right, we're going to start feeding you all this material that we think can enhance your artistic nature, right? There, you have this baseline of knowledge that you're interested in, that if someone says, you know, Pablo Picasso is not a real... Dude, right? You can be like, hold up, it's not true. Who oh, what are you? Some kind of Pablo Picasso expert? I'm an artist and I've done art history. He's one of the most <laughs> unavoidable people in art history. <laughs> like, you know, like, of course I can speak to that. And now some idiot who's just kind of making up something, um, have somebody with a little bit more backbone to defend, right? And right now I think things are so decentralized, that you know, when I think about like how does flat Earth happen? Like how does that get to a thing? You know, I'm not saying that they're we not cut, readers, but yeah. Go ahead. We
2: cut to we cut to uh we cut to a library uh where John worked. Uh John, I know we fired you yesterday and I've called you back today to uh let you know that we're still in the process of doing your review. Yeah. We we let you go, but you're actually you were never really hired. Yeah, you were never
3: really hired. Why we're all here. Yeah. yeah, you
2: were um, you were on a uh, six month um, uh, work trial, part of the the interview process, if you will, uh, and firing mm-hmm. you was also part of that process. To so look see your
1: reaction, you yeah. reaction. You kind of pressing. It. Yeah, yeah. That. As as
2: that check hit the bank. That's all I care yeah, about. Yeah. You feel me? Oh, the money you thought okay, the bank and the check and all of that.
3: Yeah, that oh. bank, that bank of yours, it's actually not it's not a real bank yeah. part of the interview
1: process. Yeah, we already set up an account for you.
0: Part of the college campus. Yeah. So y'all, y'all just been paying me funny money, like Disney bucks all this time. Right. No,
1: I mean you've been using, you know, our stores and different things.
0: And
1: yeah. The internet you've been going to is actually our internet. Um, so you know, yeah. it's sort of a we provide you with things, part of the interview process. Right. But you're not actually building wealth for yourself to take away from here.
2: From those uh, phone calls to your mother, uh, they really weren't to your mm-hmm. mother. We that had, wasn't my mother. No, we had an, an actor. The of, uh, yeah. Yeah, was, God uh, damn. She's been all it. those calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 There yeah. she is. Uh,
0: yeah. Regina Kate. She even had an argument that we had years yeah. ago. She did great.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, oh, so she did great. Yeah. Well we wanted. She's not officially hired yet, but still. Yeah.
2: No, you're still in the process, and uh, you know we we partnered you with a librarian, and you were supposed to give us a, a detailed uh, report of your um, uh, mentorship, her mentorship mm-hmm. with you, and I mean, I'd like to say I don't know about the rest of the team, but the story, the details report that you've written is out of sight my i mean god. i don't know if you reading any of those other books my god they're in the library yeah. but i tell you what
3: this report I, yeah i normally just read a few pages of these things and say i've read the whole thing but this one i read the whole thing everywhere. like i that was had a reading yeah everywhere. oh my god yeah that was amazing
2: everywhere i mean did this really happen that um you all were down in the basement and uh a pipe broke and uh it started flooding and and she held on to you and you held on to her and uh and and you were going under and she's like, No, I, I wanna save you too. And you said, No, no, go on and live your life and you let Miss uh Miss Crenshaw just float away and you drowned in the basement.
0: I mean, whoa. Oh.
1: Yep, I should have tear I should have tear everything
0: about that is 100 percent true yeah, That's wow. so
3: interesting. so are you so in, in in chapter seven, when the library got snowed in, right and it was just you and the librarian and the kid, and you lost your mind and tried to murder them, that really happened?
0: 100 percent Wow oh. wow I'm telling you yeah 100 wow. percent. I was writing. That's when I started writing this paper. Actually, my yeah, it draft. was, it was <laughs> in the
3: paper when you were you were writing the paper in the in the paper itself. It was like, oh my god, I did the levels? That's, yeah, last levels.
1: That's, that's, that's pretty that's pretty incredible. Um, so um, this part here um is towards the climax uh, of of your account. Uh, and there's a part where the, the library is on fire, and it's on the top of a skyscraper. Everything below you is on fire. You have to jump from one. Building to another building, and,
0: and you, you made you made it out. Um, that that really happened. Absolutely, man, one thousand percent. So when I was a child, one of my specialties was Spider Man. That's all I read. That's all I knew. Yes. And you know I walk around with you know this. It's like residue, but it's really just gum. That's why you mm-hmm. see me chewing gum all the time. I put it on my wrist. And then when I jump on the building, it lets me stick onto the yes. side of the building. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's, a little bit more than that, but that's kind of like some of the physics behind how that he,
2: happened. Yeah, He did get in on a Spider-Man scholarship. He, he and scene. <laughs> and that is
3: the Can't Tell Us Nothing show, everybody. Thank you for checking it out. Thank you for hanging out. Shout out to Neil, Katie, Benita, Bert. Thank you so much for leaving comments. Mean Appreciate man. It. Mean man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. We're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Uh, okay. So for Michi, for John, for Tandy, myself, can't tell us not to show. Let's see you guys again next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same time, same place. Same Let's place. do it again. You got, you got any music to see us yeah. out, DJ Comfy? Oh, I was playing
0: it. I don't know what happened to my music. Oh, no. Yes, yeah, I'm playing. playing. I don't know. We have technical
1: wow disc- All right. Well, then Tandy's
2: <laughs> coming in with the clutch music. <laughs> I'll
3: take
2: <laughs> you out. <laughs>